Jenna Ellis in the morning on American Family Radio. Jenna, first, good morning. Great to be with you, the queen of talk radio in America. The left does not want to honor our freedoms, and we have a responsibility to fight back. I love talking about the things of God because of truth and the biblical worldview. Fill that void with a vision that runs so deep that it dilutes the woke agenda. Well, thank you, Jenna. Right from the beginning, I knew you, so it's an honor to be with you, and you're doing really well. Proud of you. Former legal counsel to President Trump. Ellis. Rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving, says Colossians 2.7. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him, says Colossians 2.9, in Jesus Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Alex McFarland here. So honored that you're listening to the show, Jenna Ellis in the Morning. I have the privilege this week of sitting in for Jenna Ellis, and I'm so honored that you're listening this morning. I'm going to give the number if you want to join in the conversation. We have a lot to talk about, a lot of things in the news. The number, by the way, toll-free nationwide. It's 888 589 I'd love to hear from you. And uh, there are some stories I want to talk about the border, because uh, uh, Jean-Carine Pierre, if I'm pronouncing her name correctly, the press secretary for the White House, uh, last week, about a week ago this time, she said that the border is secure and that illegal crossings are down 90%. Uh, yesterday, our president said the border is, quote, in chaos. Interesting, two different assessments from the, you know, two of the highest spokespersons of this administration. We can talk about that. Uh, there's news about George Soros-backed judges that are letting criminals go free. And then there's a brand new website that just came up about a day ago. TheAmericanMind.org has a brand new story, Trump can win. Odds are that 2024 will look a lot more like 2016 than they did in 2020, and we'll talk about that. But let me drill down for a moment. First of all, let me say good morning. And the good news, folks, I mean, it's all the news, and I, I love the news. I really do. In fact, on our normal show, uh, or the, the regular show that I've got the privilege of being on every afternoon, which is Exploring the Word, heard three to four central time, uh, Bert Harper and I, even though we teach through the Word of God, uh, we do spend a fair amount of time uh, referencing headlines and current events. But folks, I want to be clear, as we always try to convey, the good news is that our Lord is in control. And if you belong to Jesus, while it's fine to be informed about all the current events, and we, we do our best to stay informed, um, the Bible over and over says, let not your heart be troubled. You know, this Colossians 2 verse 9 that I just referenced says that we are complete in him. Colossians 2.10, Jesus is the head of all principality and power. Jesus is coming back. One day, uh, as Revelation 11 says, the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdom of our God and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. Colossians 2.8 that I read 
says, Beware lest anyone spoil you. Two interesting parts of this verse as I begin the program today. Beware. It's really a, a warning, a shout of caution. Watch out. Don't be misled. Don't be either intellectually misled and have doubt, or even emotionally shaking and be paralyzed by fear. Beware lest any man spoil you. And the word there is is to ruin something that otherwise was good. The word spoil in Colossians 2.8 means the corruption of something. Don't, don't be corrupted by the, the philosophies of this world. Now, it's interesting how much our nation is suffering from false teaching. Um, you know, over the winter, driving around, traveling, and by the way, I'm on the road right now. I value your prayers. I am in North Carolina. I've got the privilege this afternoon of speaking at Child Evangelism Fellowship. Many of you know uh, CEF, and they're having their national conference. They've got a, a conference, apparently, they put on only about like every fourth year, like about one once every four years. And they are on the East Coast, uh, and I'm speaking today, and what an honor that is, and I value your prayers. Uh, recently, I was in Colorado, and recently I was in Pennsylvania, and, you know, a lot of snow, a lot of winter weather. This is only, you know, four or five weeks ago. But I saw two signs on major highways, and it said, chains required beyond this point. And it says, if you are driving without chains uh, or without four-wheel drive, uh, you are in danger. And I think about that, uh, the world in which we live, navigating the world in which we live. I mean, we ought to put up a sign, you know, biblical knowledge required beyond this point. Uh, if you are traveling without knowledge of truth, God and His Word, you're in danger. I mean, you just really are. Just like four-wheel drive or a shovel or chains in a blizzard, my goodness, you need some special heavy equipment and protection in the, the uh, tornado that we live in terms of information and often misinformation. And so the Bible has a lot to say about what we think, because what we think influences what we do. Now follow this here, because if thoughts, beliefs, values shape a person, and a nation is made up of persons, well then thoughts, beliefs, values, truth claims, or falsehoods, if they shape the life of a people, they will shape the life of an entire country and a nation. And you and I know, I'm sure you realize, our nation right now is suffering because of some false beliefs. I mean, they might be sincerely held and held tightly, but uh, falsehood is falsehood. I mean, the idea that we don't need the family, the idea that marriage is not important, the idea that marriage and morals are fluid and can be reinvented at will and the whim of the people. Uh, folks, the idea that Hollywood celebrities and actors and actresses, many of whom, not all, but many of whom, reject God and truth, the idea that we should take our, our cues from celebrities, uh, social media influencers, you know, people uh, just because they might have millions of, of clicks on TikTok or Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, 
that doesn't necessarily mean that what they're saying is truth. Uh, we've got to derive our beliefs, our foundation, our grounding from something a little more timely and timeless than just the transient uh, celebrity pop culture splash of the moment. And of course, what is that? It's God and his word. It's the moral truth written on each and every heart. That's why uh, the Bible has much to say about watching out and not being ensnared, not being trapped, not being misled, not being destroyed by the philosophies, the beliefs of the world. Uh, I'm going to give the number, and I want to get some calls here in just a little bit. I'll throw a question out here uh, regarding the border. Do you feel like this administration is being honest with us about the status of illegals in our country? And I'll tell you about the ending of Title 42 because it ends today. This was a Trump-era policy that uh, was put in place. Um, It really was put in place originally in light of COVID because of the communicable diseases that, um, you know, illegals crossing. You know, we don't know about people's uh, legal and, uh, you know, uh, moral status, but we don't know about people's health status. And so there was uh, Title 42 that was put in place during the um, early days of the pandemic. It ends at 11.59 tonight, and repeatedly um, leaders have asked the Biden administration to extend Title 42. The Biden administration has been insistent that it would let it expire, which is probably going to happen. And, uh, you know, it's interesting how the president has called for troops to go to the border to secure the border. Um, You know, I'm not sure that we can do in 48 hours what has been undone for the past two years. In fact, I don't know if you remember this, but talking about false beliefs and, and really policies that are immoral, uh, Arizona, because the citizens of Arizona had tried valiantly to secure their border, they put these big shipping containers along the the border there in Arizona. Um, Now, the Biden administration, get this, sued the state of Arizona to get those shipping containers removed and thus open the border up. Now, I believe, and I've talked to a lot of very credible people that talk about the fact that the Biden administration, in collusion with, um, you know, activist uh, PAC and super PAC donors, uh, they've had a, a concerted effort to keep the borders open and keep illegals and drugs flowing into the country. I know it sounds you know, malicious, and and I believe it is. But think about this. Uh, Arizona, the people of Arizona have cried out about, you know, drug cartels coming on to the the farms and ranches and killing people. And I was at an event in Tucson, Arizona, a couple of years ago. And there was a lady there, she was a rancher, and she was telling the story of how, uh, you know, some of these cattle ranches, especially, and I know I've had the privilege of visiting cattle ranches in Texas where, you know, it's, you know, miles into somebody's land. So it's not just like those of us on the East Coast, we look out the back window and we can see the border of our backyard. Well, on many of these ranches that are thousands of acres, you know, it can take a long time to reach 
say, the other side of the property. Well, this lady, I, I personally heard this lady give a testimony how um, illegals that were, you know, drug runners had taken over her bunkhouse where the men lived that oversaw her cattle, and um, they, they murdered the people. And when they, they could not get the DOJ to help, and then a number of this woman's employees were, were killed by illegals, and these illegals just became squatters living in her bunkhouse. It was a terrible thing at her, at her own expense. She had to try. It was an incredibly dangerous situation. Had to try to secure her property, something that law, law enforcement, state and state law enforcement officials were unable to help her secure her property. Federal law enforcement agents refused to help her secure her property. And so my point in sharing, and that's only one story of many that could be shared, but the Biden administration sued the state of Arizona to unsecure their border. It's crazy. It's crazy. So we're living in a time where false beliefs and uh, false motives and false priorities are really harming the country. 888-589-8840, if you'd like to weigh in on this. So, beginning as I did with Colossians 2, uh, it says, In Jesus we are rooted and built up in the faith, established. Now, the word there means firm and secure. Okay, here's the thing. If we are rooted, built up, and established in Jesus... Well, on the flip side, we are untethered, we're not built up, and we're unsecure without Jesus. A study that came out about churches plateaued or declining uh, shows our nation is at risk, folks. Now, there is hope. There is hope, but that hope must be in the Lord Jesus Christ. That hope must be in families, churches, individuals, educators, and yes, elected officials believing truth, as as our nation did. Uh, you and I can make a difference. We can be a voice of truth. We can call people to truth, and indeed, that's what we're doing on Jenna Ellis in the morning. I'm so honored that you're listening, folks. This is the American Family Radio Network, and we're going to rise to the challenge of Colossians 2.8. We're going to be on our guard. We're not going to be deceived. We're going to stand strong on Christ, because as Colossians 2.9 says, in Him... In Jesus dwells all the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form. Stay tuned, folks. 888-589-8840. We'll get to calls after this. Don't go away. Welcome back to Jenna Ellis in the Morning on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the program. Alex McFarland here. So glad that you're listening. We are standing strong for truth. And, you know, let's remember this as uh, we go over the headlines and we talk about the changing world and even the things that are, frankly, toxic to our country right now and detrimental to the lives of people. So much of history, the story of history, as Winston Churchill said, is not the story necessarily of the masses, but of the ones. Winston Churchill, he's just one of my heroes. And by the way, you know, I read a book a few months ago called How Churchill Saved Civilization. And um, I don't often recommend movies, but the movie Darkest Hour 
How many of you saw that movie? Raise your hand. Gary Oldman, the actor, he he practically became Churchill. It was just so good. Not only just the look of his uh, you know portrayal of Churchill, very accurate, but his voice and the speeches. Well, there's a book, How Churchill Saved Civilization. And Winston Churchill said, you know, and that was a time of appeasement. I mean, uh, Adolf Hitler and Hirohito, I mean, literally could have taken over the world. And there were, you know, huge political forces saying, you know, we've let's just cave in. And, uh, oh, my goodness, that warmonger Churchill, he's going to get us all killed. Well, Churchill did save civilization. God used him. And, uh, you know, really, uh, it was a spiritual battle, as Churchill recognized. But he said, so often, history is changed by the ones, O-N-E-S, not by the masses. And my dear friend, I share this verse all the time. Your labor in the Lord is not in vain. You have no idea, brothers and sisters. Be, Be encouraged. Stand strong. Be resolute. Do not cave. Do not tremble. Be confident in Christ. Colossians 2, 8 through 10 says you are complete in him and have need of nothing, and you are making a difference, and your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Well, we're going to go to calls. I always love to talk to everybody out there. We're going to go to Thelma in Texas. Uh, Thelma, are you there? Can we queue up? Good morning, Thelma. Thanks for holding. Yes, sir. Are you ready for my question? I am ready. Okay. Um, I lived, I used to live two hours from the border. So I got to, to meet and see a lot of illegal families, illegal. Um, and through the church, I met a family. And I always felt, we're a church. They should not be... We should not have illegal families here. Let's try to make them legal. So I labored with a young lady, a young woman had four children, and she eventually became legal. And when I see the lines of illegal aliens, I, I didn't want them coming to our country. But then reading, in the, reading my Bible, and God says, you were aliens in Egypt, he told the Israelites, right? So right. we're supposed to love each other and love your neighbor. So how do you accept them? And sometimes I think when you see these uh, where, they're, where they're gathered together, maybe I should go over there and help them and start giving English classes or something. But then, you know, I see them in the lines with cell phones. I can't even afford my own cell phone. My son pays for it. And I'm like, how do right. you afford a cell phone? So how, God bless you. I don't you. know what to do. Well, you know, let, let me say thank you so much for uh, being willing to think about this issue, folks. And let, let me just say this. I, I realize, you know, God was telling Israel in the Old Testament to, you know, be charitable because you were strangers and aliens when you were in Egypt. But... I I, want to caution, and and let me say this, I believe as a Christian, I've been a pastor of two churches, and we've, with our own youth ministry, Truth for a New Generation, we've led food drives, and we've done events where kids can come free to our event if we give, uh, you know, like non-perishable foods to uh, food pantries. 
we definitely believe in charity and philanthropy. And as Matthew 25 says, you're giving a cup of cold water in Jesus' name. Yeah, clearly, you as a Christian, myself, and the church collectively has led out in benevolence and charity for, um, you know, centuries. But let me say this, in our day, a lot of times Israel's call to be charitable to the stranger has been extrapolated to mean that we should have things like open borders, just uh, a welfare state. And so I honestly think if if we could talk to some of the greatest thinkers like C.S. Lewis or, you know, even, you know, people like... Um, you know, uh, Francis Schaeffer or Billy Graham. The greater good we've got to keep in mind is this, folks, that our nation, basically illegal immigration is is a tool that's being used right now to weaken our nation and undermine our representative constitutional republic to bring in socialism. That's why I want to say Christians think and do the heavy lifting that we don't just throw our checkbook out the car window, and we don't just open and unlock our doors and put our children and our future at risk. Un, uh, or I'm going to say it this way, irresponsible immigration is being used right now as a tool to weaken our nation to bring in socialism. Now, when that happens, if it actually does come to full fruition as the left wants. The woke left, folks, you've got to understand this, the woke left, the Democrat Party, uh, and Christians that have been duped by wokeness, they are either actively or unknowingly being used to further Marxism. And that will end religious freedom, that will end our ability to share the gospel and make disciples, that will end our national sovereignty. And so, I think we have a morally justifiable reason to uh, say, no, we've got to secure our border. And and also, one last thing, and, and you make a great, great point, and I've helped churches that were doing literacy programs. Our ministry has provided thousands of resources in Spanish, French, Chinese, books I've written that are in multiple languages. Uh, in fact, we've got a Hispanic gospel tract. We provided 30,000 of my gospel tract in Spanish that goes into prisons, um, and literacy programs, all those things are good and, and benevolent. But we can't let our nation fall to Marxism. And I think we, we have a morally sufficient reason to call for responsible immigration because open borders are being used to basically weaken our nation and turn this into a Marxist state. And so that, that's really my response to um, the larger question. Is it unloving to care to call for uh, you know, responsible immigration? And I, I say, no, it's not unloving, it's not unchristian to do that. Uh, thank you very much. Could we queue up the next call? Uh, Devin, my call screener software like disappeared on the screen. So our next call, if we could do that. Trina from Arkansas. Trina, thanks for holding. Welcome. Good morning, and thank you. Um, Good morning. My question this morning, 
Hi there. My question this morning is about the WHO and what uh, Biden is planning on. Is he still planning on signing that at the end of this month? And that basically gives away our sovereignty. Uh, I know. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Folks, uh, this is when I I would urge you to call your state representatives and uh, request and be be respectful, uh, but request that the president not sign this. I mean, this um, World Health Organization position that, uh, you know, here's the thing, folks. Not only does it... um, talk about transgenderism and so many things that are incompatible with our constitution but you are you are right Trina this does relinquish our sovereignty our decision on things like vaccines and uh, what they call the rights of children which basically means the the state has rights prior to any now limited rights of parents. Um, so, you know, we don't want to do this. We, we shouldn't have to do this. But putting America under the auspices, ultimately, of the UN, because the World Health Organization, UNESCO, by the way, uh, beware, and I alluded to this on a show a couple of weeks ago, how a number of American sites are becoming world UNESCO World Heritage Sites, which uh, uh, education, society, culture. But see, when when a piece of ground becomes a UNESCO World Heritage Site, it's incrementally piecemeal putting more and more American real estate under the control of the UN. Just like, um, you know, DeSantis just a day or two ago signed legislation that in Florida you can't sell any more land to China. Yay! Praise God! Good for you, Governor DeSantis. Uh, Whether we're selling land to China, and you know, you look up one day and suddenly it's a significant amount, or whether more and more American land is getting under the control of the UN, or whether it's our health care system being subjugated and subordinated to the World Health Organization. See, uh, if Biden signs this legislation this month, and again, call your representatives, ask that they stand against that, and maybe if the good Lord deems it, uh, the Congress can intervene. When Obamacare was implemented back in, in 08, 09, uh, and essentially we, we gravitated to socialized medicine, tax expenses went up astronomically, the overall level of quality in healthcare diminished. And folks, look, this is something I know a little bit about, being married to a registered nurse for 33 years. Uh, Angie gets nursing magazines. And I will tell you, folks, uh, the nursing magazines, now they are using these terms transgender men, transgender women, the the delusion, the delusion that gender is fluid is influencing health care. Let me say this, but very often, and I know because being married to a nurse, I've known many doctors, medical professionals, many of whom are Christians, uh, There, there's the pressure to, rather than practice uh, 
good fiduciary medicine, to cave in to philosophy, transgender philosophy, uh, things like that. So we don't want this. You know, we as a nation, that's why this should influence the persons for whom you vote. American sovereignty, American sovereignty must not be compromised because uh, the economy, the our uh, immigration policies, medicine, health care, we must remain a sovereign Judeo-Christian nation. Uh, Julio from Texas. Julio, thanks for holding. Welcome to Jenna Ellis Hello? in the morning. Yes, you're uh, on. Hi, early uh, morning. Hey, that's cool. Great. Hey, so yes, uh, first as a Hispanic American detective, uh, I'd like to say that uh, the things that happen now in our country is uh, absurd. You got this open border nonsense that people want to call it racist if you try to close again. First of all, from a brown dude. Oh, okay, sir. I might have to call you at a different time, but. All I'd like to say is, as a brown dude trying to protect your house, there ain't nothing wrong with closing the border. You know, it's just God bless for you. The that, yes. Anyway, uh, let me get on the phone, sir, because I am about to hit a bad spot. Thank you. Uh, uh, Julio, thank you. Folks, I don't know if you could hear that. He, Julio from Texas said, as a brown dude, there, there, there ain't nothing wrong with trying to protect your house. God bless you, Julio. That, that was a great call. Okay, he said he was uh, a Mexican-American, a citizen now, and he was saying that it's not unloving, it's not unchristian, and it's not uncompassionate to have a secure border. That's true, folks. And, you know, the funny thing about it is the very same people on the left that would reprimand us for wanting to, you know, secure the border, uh, they live in gated communities. And most travel around with a security detail. Yolanda from Texas. Thanks for holding. Yolanda, welcome. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, I'm calling from, like I said, and I agree, as, and I'm saying this as a black woman, from as a black American, born and raised in the good old U.S. of A., our borders have to be, must be protected. And Joe Biden and his administration, me personally, I believe he has violated the United States Constitution where he swore on the Bible and said to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. And he violated that. And he should be impeached for not protecting the, for not protecting the border. He should be impeached. Mm. Uh, Yolanda, I think what you're saying resonates with a lot of people because, you know, they make the oath before God. They make the oath to protect the U.S. Constitution from threats within and without. And so, look, that is... uh, But, hey, uh, as we all know, the University of Pennsylvania has gotten $173 million from China. And then our president is an adjunct history professor. Do you know that? He's a history professor for the University of Pennsylvania. Now, he doesn't teach, but he gets paid like a million a year. Uh, And that money flows through the University of Pennsylvania from China. Stay tuned. Jen Ellis in the morning with your guest host, Alex McFarland. Welcome back to Jenna Ellis in the morning on American Family Radio. 
All right. Welcome back to the program. Alex McFarland here. So honored to speak with all of you. The number is 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. By the way, I'm going to be at the Cove, the Billy Graham Training Center in Western North Carolina, July 7 through 9. And uh, what an honor. I just, they called me yesterday and we're filling up this summer. Uh, and I'm going to be there July 7 through 9 teaching First and Second Peter, and they've already invited me for next year. What a great honor. But if you want to come and join us at the Cove, Angie and I would love to meet you in person, and there's always lots and lots of AFR listeners from really all over the U.S. and Canada. We pray together, we fellowship, we, we, we intercede. You know, getting into the Word of God is great, fellowshipping, eating great food, being in a place where Billy Graham and his wife prayer walked, and I mean, you will feel the Spirit of the Lord there at the Cove. But you know what really blesses my heart whenever we do these big events around the country? The, the, the prayer groups, little prayer huddles, people making friends, and it's very gratifying to me. I completely give God the glory, but people will email me or call me and they'll say, you know what, um, I met these people and we've, we've started an outreach in our city. I never knew that, you know, right across town from me where I live and, you know, wherever, I met these AFR people and now we're winning people to Christ. We're running for city council. We're making a difference. So folks, it's grassroots. It's, you know, ground up. But we can do this. We can be salt and light and being informed and being engaged and then influencing others, that's part of what we've got to do to help restore our nation. And so may God bless you. Uh, well, I know we've got uh, calls, the number 888 See, I think we're going to, to, are we going to Oregon, Devon? Judy. Judy, thanks for holding. Welcome to Jenna Ellis in the morning. Oh, wow. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. I just I'm so impressed with all your topics this weekend, and even today it's been very explosive again. Uh, so my goodness, and you know, to God uh, be the glory. Yes, uh, the border issue, and really kind of in a loving way, sharing with that lady why we got to protect our borders. That call you had about six calls ago. So, mm. uh, and then my heart was just leaping with sorrow regarding that uh, that Arizona family and the ranchers and in the murders and of their of their um their helpers there on their their property it's just so um so heart aching what i can mm. say but one one topic i really just struck me this week when you were sharing and taking jenna's place was um was having to do how the churches have changed it's just really explosive to me and sharing it with my friends and neighbors of saying that we used to be where the churches used to. You had a guest on, I believe. The churches used to be an influence in our society, and how that how that so much has flipped with um, with the churches. I talk about that with my pastor. I'm a I'm a, a Lutheran, I'm <laughs> a Missouri Senate, and we do we do reach from the Bible. My my pastor he preaches from the Bible, but to see that the churches where we don't preach the word, and that the churches so much are being influenced by society because we we want to be you know. I, I don't know what the I don't know. They seem to be getting lukewarm instead of standing for righteousness and getting out there and fight, like uh, a lot of us do in my community. Mm. God, God bless you. God bless you. And you know, uh, there there are a lot of people in what we call the traditional mainline denominations, like the Lutheran Church, the Presbyterian, the Methodist, and uh, 
Yeah, I, I got to say this, that uh, Judy, the the church had been uh, certainly during the colonial era and leading up to the American Revolution, uh, and then really up through about 25, 30 years ago, I mean, the church and the pastors had been the courageous voice, like Chuck Colson would say, the conscience of the culture. By the way, there's a good book, folks, called Sacred Scripture, Sacred War, The Bible and the American Revolution, written by an author named James Byrd, B-Y-R-D. And he documents, listen to this, um, 17,000 messages where uh, pastors and leaders and this is just 17,000 that we know of. But during the time leading up to the American Revolution, uh, where it, they were what today we would call faith leaders, but pastors, educators, they called for us to build a nation on God's principles. We were going to have to break with the King of England. And then uh, in addition to 17,000 messages where people said, look, uh, we have a just cause. Um, th- what we're doing is godly and right. We have the right to self-defense, self-determination. We're going to build this nation. But then that book by Byrd, uh, Sacred Scripture, Sacred War, it's basically giving a biblical justification for the American Revolution. But he documents 523 sermons preached by just a couple of dozen preachers, you think about this, over a 10-year period leading up to 1776, the signing of the Declaration. And by the way, of the 56 signers of the Declaration, you know, many were clergy. But imagine a couple of dozen leading pastors preaching 523 sermons saying, this is God's cause, we're going to war with Britain, we're going to be a free country. Now today, and, and i got to say this, look folks, um, praise God, I don't mean to talk about Alex, I'm just telling you what I've done with my life over the last 25 years. I've preached in 2,200 churches, and that was, that was over a year ago, I quit counting, so it's a little more than that now. 2,200 churches throughout all 50 states, and a dozen or two in Canada. But anyway, not all, but so many pastors today are just like really milk toast, just kind of weak, nice, B-grade motivational speakers. And I'm saying, pastors, look, you need to get in your pulpit and do what pastors are called to do. Pastors are called to proclaim a holy God, righteousness. We're to tell sinners how to be saved and to go to heaven and not hell. We are to expose, the Bible tells us, correct, reprove, condemn unrighteousness. And and I want to say, pastors, what we're doing, we have a morally sufficient reason. We have a scripturally sanctioned calling to do what will preserve our right to freely share the gospel. Oh, this thing, we're going to, we, look, folks, we're going to nice ourselves into oblivion. And I'm not saying we're supposed to be abrasive or cruel, um, but you, you can be diplomatic and kind, and you can build bridges without compromising truth. I know. Uh, I feel like that's what God's called me to do. So come on, church. Let's do what Colson said and be the conscience of the culture. Joe in Ohio. Joe, thanks for holding. 
And welcome to Jenna Thank Ellis you. in the Morning. Thank you, Dr. Alex, for all you do. All your answers have been spot on. Um, God bless Julio and Yolanda for calling in. As as far as the the caller before before them, like the the previous caller, about seven callers back, Thelma, I think was the name. Um, she's looking for a charity to get behind. We've got four hundred thousand homeless veterans right here in America that are struggling. So maybe she can get behind that that charity. Amen. As far as the people stand in line. As far as the people stand in line, and she touched on, she may not have even realized she touched on, they're standing in line, but they've got $300 cell phones. they got $200 pair of tennis shoes. There's a picture circulating on the Internet. One of them had a $600 stroller for two babies in it. Um, these, mm. this, is a funded, this is a funded invasion by the left and the drug cartels. And right. I, I won't lump all of them in line in with it, but 95% of them are are not here to contribute to the Christian founding of our nation. They're here to change us to a Marxist socialist nation. And she doesn't need to worry about helping them. They'll be they'll her tax money will, will help them because every single one of them ninety five percent of them in line or they're gonna get free housing, free food, free education, free medical. So she doesn't have to worry about starting an English class. She can just continue to pay her taxes, which are going about to go through the rough and I just I, I'm, I'm so frustrated. People have got to get out and vote in these in these elections. Uh, these these uh, liberals yes. are systematically destroying our country. God bless you. God bless Julio. God bless Yolanda. Uh, every the people that do get it. Hopefully, 51 percent of America realizes what what is going on. God bless you and your ministry. Uh, God bless you. Joe in Ohio, I give you amen, amen, amen. Hey, by the way, did you see, folks, um, the California Reparations Committee, which uh, may, may God help them, uh, you know, they've recommended to give $1.2 million to every black citizen in California as reparations. Now, California was never a slaveholding state, uh, and Joe from Ohio is right. Look, we contribute to charity every April 15, and my goodness, in the last three or four or five years, Angie and I, my wife Angie and I, you wouldn't believe the amount of taxes we pay, and it's like, you know, God has blessed us. I don't make a lot of money. I'm not a wealthy guy. God God has met our needs, but I'm I'm astounded at the federal income tax amount I pay. So I kind of feel like, you know, I you know, I I'm a contributor to charitable causes every April 15. But Ronald Reagan, uh, when he was governor of California, speaking about someone named Linda Taylor, he called this one person who was known, just a known drug using, egregious abuser of the the welfare state. Um Reagan used the term welfare queen. Well, the California Reparations Committee demands that the state uh, issue a, a, an official apology for Reagan's use of the term welfare queen. Um, and, you know, Governor Gavin Newsom, who's really big on all the reparations and handing out money, um, the California Reparations Task Force has made just increasing an increasingly lengthy list of just demands that are in my opinion outrageous i mean but joe from ohio is right look folks all of this open borders all of this 
uh, redistribution of wealth, confiscating your family's earnings to redistribute for woke causes. You gotta understand, folks. This is not accidental. This is a concerted, constructed effort to piecemeal dismantle our country. The open border is an invasion from the South. Uh, I would say it could legitimately be described as an act of war. But what do we do? We, we stay informed, we pray, we influence others, we vote. Uh, Hunter from Oklahoma. Folks, we can be used by God to help Hi. save our nation, but we've got to do this. Hunter, welcome. Thank you. Um, a subject that hasn't been touched on deeply that needs to be addressed is the human trafficking that is coming through the southern border. Um, it was brought up not too long ago, and then it died out and it hasn't been mentioned again about the 85,000 children who are missing that are lost in this country um, that came across the border. I personally work and volunteer for a 501c3 that fights human trafficking through education and awareness. And most people don't understand that a child can earn well over $250,000 a year and in money for a trafficker. Mexican cartel is right here in my own town, and they are top in drug trafficking, black heroin trafficking, and with that comes human trafficking. And we need to address this. There's no DNA testing down there at the border to determine whose kids are whose. And mm. they're just let them flood the country. And somebody somewhere has got to rise up and take a stand. Look, children were sacrificed on the altar for prosperity in biblical times. They're, they're sacrificed to abortion. They're sacrificed through the transgenderism. And they're sacrificed to feed the sedacious, wicked appetites of men. And our country, America, is the biggest consumer, producers, and purchasers of pornography and child porn. So mm. we need to stand up against this border invasion because children are being tortured. I, I highly recommend people to look up the Red Cord. Uh, we're out of Oklahoma to look up Exodus Cry, to look up Operation Underground Railroad through Tim Ballard. Look up Yako Bullions in Dallas. Look up the Demand Project. Look, this is happening. This is destroying our country and the fabric of our society. And churches are silent on this subject for the most part because it's an ugly, disgusting thing that nobody wants to talk about. Oh, God bless you, Hunter. You Again, just like so many of our callers, you have spoken great truth, passionately delivered, articulate. Thank you so much. And let me just say, pastors, oh my goodness, uh, 345,000 clergy are speaking to 80,000 parishioners a week, 80 million parishioners a week. Come on, church, we've got to speak truth and help save our country. Craig from Louisiana. Uh, Craig, make your statement. Sorry, we're almost out of time. Are you there, Craig? That's fine. Yes, I'm here. Um, thank you for taking my call. And, you know, um, just like the other callers, uh, I'm concerned about some of these policies that um, we're just letting fly. <clears throat> But I'm concerned now that, um, you know, it's beyond, sure, um, I'm worried about not just the, the, the office. Like if another person gets into the office that could um, maybe spearhead some things, who, in, who could he choose from? Oh, Craig, thanks very much. Folks, Alex McFarland here. Uh, the next election is critical for the future of the country, and not only the presidential election, but regional and state level, local folks, or maybe even you run for office. 
folks. We'll be back tomorrow with more of Jenna Ellis in the morning. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you and God bless America. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.